Come on, give God a praise offering this morning. Amen. Wow. It is, once again, glad to have you in God's house. I'm ready to jump into the greatest story ever told. Before I do that, i got to say one thing to one of the most beautiful women, absolutely, to me, the most beautiful woman in this room, my wife, 18 years ago today. 18. go today. We uh, stood before each other, and that was the greatest day of her life. Amen. <laughs> Best thing that ever happened to her, and I'm so thankful that she was blessed in that way. So, uh, <clears throat> no, I was a blessed man, but we made vows to each other that day, and I'm thankful for that, and God blessed me way better than I deserve. Amen. Some of y'all who know me, y'all were the ones probably saying amen to that. <laughs> But uh, he's been, been real good to me. He's been too good to me. And that's, that's even one of the more reasons for me to rejoice today. Uh, but I am thankful. It also is good to have, once again, on the first-time guests. We have somebody who's here for the very first time ever in church, period. Hold up, look, Kate, and let that, little, let that little miracle be seen. Come on, somebody. Look at that little gift. That is cool. That is cool, man. I love it. I love it. Praise God. Amen. We're going to need more, more nursery workers with all these little ones coming around. So, uh... So, uh, nursery coordinator was over here giving me an amen on that. So, uh, I need to change up, brother. Amen. Let me know. But, uh, once again, we are so glad that, uh, you are here today. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about what God's doing and, uh, what he's getting ready to do in this place. And just the fact, man, more than anything else, our God is alive. Amen. Oh, man. If we went home and you understood that and heard that, just that'd be good. That'd be enough. You could go home and just celebrate the fact that he's alive today. But there's a whole lot more to the story that I get to talk to you about today. So if, uh, with that being said, if you have your Bibles, hold them up real high. That's good. Amen. Amen. If you don't, that's okay. If you need one, we'll give you one. But uh, we do believe in the Bible. Also, the scriptures will be on the screen. If you're wondering what kind of church have I just stepped up into today, dear Jesus. Uh, it is just a Bible church. It's just a church who loves Jesus, uh, believes that we have a reason to rejoice and celebrate because God's living. There's some places you'll go around town today, and it, you wouldn't think that would be the case. But my God is living He's alive, and we're celebrating that today, and, and uh, so is the reason we have this. But if you do have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. Mm. I'm telling you, man, I, I love the story. I love the story. When you got to say amen. 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 Y'all good. Verse 45. Verse 45. Now from the sixth hour... Until the ninth hour, there was darkness all over the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone and let us see if Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded. That's an important word there. You need to hear that. He yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top 
to bottom. And the earthquakes and the rocks were split and the graves were opened up and many of bodies of the saints who have fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, he's alive, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. <laughs> wow. You know, there's going to be a day someday when every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he's Lord. It's coming. I love the fact that he gave us a choice. I love the fact, like I said earlier, we are free will moral agents, and each of us have a will to choose, and we make that decision, which one we're going to do, whether we do it on this earth or we do it before him on judgment day. Each day we'll bow, and each tongue will confess that he's Lord. It will happen. But I'm thankful that God has done this for us, and we can celebrate it today. He's given us the choice, and each of us today in this place can make that decision. Make that choice if you never have. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. No time like the present. Let's pray. God, thank you for this story. God, today let it get in our hearts. Let it get in our lives, in our spirit, in our, in our minds. Lord, let us just grab hold of this truth today <clears throat> that you are alive, you're living, you're breathing, and there is no God like our, our God, and there's no God like Jehovah. And we thank you today. If there's um, maybe one person in this room who doesn't know you, this is the day for that to change. They can hear the story and be changed by it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor one more time and say he's alive. Tell him on the other side. Tell him he's alive. Amen. Amen. I, I'm, I'm pumped. We, we sit around, we pray, we talk, and we're trying to decide what to name this and what to, how you label what is happening and what we're celebrating today. And, and just the best thing we come up with, just two words, and it's so good and it's so true, it's the story. I am so thankful for the story. I, I love it. I, have you ever had a favorite story that maybe you like to read when you was little or have a parent or somebody read to you? You know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand if you, if you knew that. I have one on the shelf I'd go to and as a little child and there was a, uh, in our hallway, there was a bookshelf and I would go and there was one I would grab off that thing most of the time. And this is what's wild about it. I read the book myself, knew what the answer was, knew how it was going to come out, but I still read that story because I love the story. And I'm telling you, this is what's really cool. I love this story. And today, the story I want to talk to you about, and that we've already been presented through media, through song, and through drama, all the things that we've already encountered, this story is incredible, and it's incredible for one reason. Because this story is about us. I know that for some of you, you're saying, no, this is some history, history story. I'm just going to come in here today, and I'm going to hear this story. And I'm going to go home and not be changed by this story. Again, it comes down to the will. It comes down to the choice that we make, whether or not we allow this story to, be cha to change us. But this story, unlike any other story, involves me and you. It's, it's incredible how much we are a part of this story. Now, every time you may have read this, you may have read this story or heard this story, maybe went to Sunday school, and you didn't feel like you was any part of this. You was reading about someone else. But more than any other story, I believe it so much. If you was to come to me after the church service today, and you would say, Terry, let me tell you what happened yesterday. And you begin to tell me a story about what happened in your life yesterday. Or you even told me this. Today after church, we're going to go do this. We're going to go do this. I believe this. I believe this story is about as much about you as the one you just told me. 
And this is what happens a lot of times. A lot of times we don't understand that we are a part of the story. A lot of times we don't understand that this story was really all about us. It's all about what he did for us. And this is the coolest thing. 2,000 years ago, what happened, the story is still relevant today. It's as real, as irrelevant in your life as you want it to be and as you will let it be. And it's the story of the cross. I love the cross. I'm thankful for the cross. It is because of the cross. I believe this, that we're seeing God do some things in this church. It's just amazing. People getting together just for meetings and things that are happening in just fellowship times or whatever. And God's just showing up and doing things. I'm telling you, something was going on after our women's meeting the other night. I mean, it was just amazing. And there's never been a time in my life where I wanted to be a woman. But the other night, I, I did, it kind of just <clears throat> maybe just crossed my mind. But maybe just for a moment, I could just slide in there and be a part of what was going on. Because somebody texted me a picture of what was happening. And it was God's glory just showing up in a place. And it was happening today. So again, what God is doing right now in us, I believe it's because of this. Because more than any other time, God showed me and he's showing the church the importance that us as believers come back together and begin to focus on Jesus and focus on the cross. Focus on what he did for us. I love this quote. A.W. Tozer said this, The cross is not responsible for God's love. Rather, it was his love that conceived the cross. It was because of his love for you and me that he hung on a tree. It was because of the love that he has for us. J.I. Packer said this. It says, The traveler through the Bible landscape misses the way as soon as he loses sight of the hill called Calvary. The traveler through the Bible landscape misses it. I don't care how great of a theologian you are, how many degrees you may have on the wall. If you ever get away from this story, you've missed it. If we ever at any time think we're above this and we've talked about Jesus, now we can go on and see what's next. There is nothing next. It is the story we must always reflect to. And the first thing today I just want to talk to you about is this. As we just set up the story out of the scripture that I read today, is the first fact that you must understand is this, that Jesus came to this earth and left heaven and was here in body. Now, on Facebook, somebody wrote, uh, I believe it was last night, and they were excited about the story and excited about what God was going to do today in this place. And someone commented on it and said, that is probably one of the greatest fiction stories ever told. I love my people around here, man, the people who love them. And they just begin to just pray, say, we're praying for this guy. No judging, there were no stones thrown. And there was just a, just a loving word that was just sent out. And I believe this, that somehow today he's going to hear a story about Jesus. Whether he gets back on Facebook this afternoon and begins to see something, somebody just begins to tell him they love him. Because the story was for him. What Jesus did was for him. And what Jesus did was for each of us. And I love it. And he came to this earth. See, this is why it's so important, because, you know, we love to hear stories about ourselves. You don't have to say man because somebody thinks, you oh, he's prideful. We love it. You can see it on somebody's face. When you got somewhere and y'all were together, you know, y'all were both a part of the story, and then when you get ready to tell somebody the story, and then they're going to tell them, and you say, you go ahead and tell them. And then you're sitting there next to you. 
No, 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 that ain't what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all have seen that. Oh, no, 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 no. It really happened like this. And you begin to say, I know this. And you begin to tell the story. Listen, this is your story. Jesus came to this earth for us. Well, it didn't really come from me. Yeah, he came for you. Because here's the fact. Every one of us in this room needed what he did on the cross. Every person in here, well, I'm too, I'm too bad, I'm too good. <laughs> it don't matter. You need this story. And the fact is, he came to this earth because we needed him. Second thing I want you to look at today is this, that he came and then he did this. He gave. Just a simple fact. The fact that he came and then he gave his life for us. Now, I know we celebrate Easter with eggs. And we celebrate Christmas with gifts. But really, this is the greatest holiday that giving ever took place. You have to understand that. It is when he gave his life for us. He's, he, he gave it. You've heard me preach on it. If you've been around here, no man took his life, but he freely gave it. He gave his life. The Bible says he yielded it. Did you hear that? Did you notice that he yielded it because they couldn't take it? Oh, no, the Jews did that. The Romans did that. No, the, I believe that. No, nobody did that but Jesus. He came and he yielded it for us. Now, I could go through that part of the story and spend a lot of time there. And it really is a powerful part of the story. And I love it. It's so important. And I preach on it. Man, I spent time talking about, man, everything that he went to through for us. And how he was whipped and beaten for us. And, and with a cat of nine tails. And it's a whip that comes out and it has nine different edges on it. And the Bible says that he was whipped 39 times plus. I mean, I, I did the math on that one time. It was like 365 times. He was beaten for us. That's a brutal story. You've seen in some of the videos that we've created for today. And, and as we reflect, and if you've ever seen the movie, The Passion of the Christ, you've seen what happened. And it was brutal. But here's the fact about the story, and I love it, is that he just gave his life. Gave it for us. You know, they took him, they did, they tied him up to a whipping post and, 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 and they began to beat him. And, and it, was, it was, again, it's a horrific story. But, and this, this is pretty wild about this, about this type of crucifixion and beatings that were given. Many people died there. Many people. As I studied this out and, 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 and the, the Romans perfected this crucifixion, you know, how they did this, many died there on the whipping post. They would stretch them out and, and they would wrap them around a, a, a column and, and they would begin to beat them and it would get so ugly that many would die there, but Jesus didn't die there. Why is that so important? Because the Bible said this about Jesus. He said, if I'd be lifted up from the earth, I would draw all men unto myself. So he could not die there. So he went the rest of the way for us. He didn't stop halfway. He didn't just stop with showing up on church. Come on, hear me. I know it's a little heavy, but just hear it. He didn't just show up and said, that's enough. He didn't say, well, I took a couple of stripes. That's enough. No, he got the cross in his hands and walked as far as he could, got some help, went the rest of the way, and laid his life down on a cross for you and for me. For every person in this room. This, I guess, account of the 
story that we read in Matthew just says he screamed out. But I love the other Gospels and how I think it's so important they all work together and they all come together to tell us the full story is that he said this. In those last words, he said, it is finished. Some people thought about it. It was just that he was done. He couldn't take any more. I'm finished. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. No, it was none of those things. The separation that was lost that we've seen on the video was now finished. A finished work. It's the finished work of grace. That was it. The moment he gave his life for us, it is finished. And then a certain shift begins to happen in the heavens. And I want to talk about it for just a moment. And a a certain shift begins to happen on the earth. And then the free will that we've been talking about this morning begins to flow and come into place. And then these things begin to unfold, and this begins to blow my mind. So go with me, if you would, to Matthew 27 one more time. And go to verse 50, and let's just look at a couple of the things that happen in the story today. Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and he yielded up his spirit again. No one took it. He laid it down for us. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This is a history story, man. Come on with it. I'm ready. I'm going to get some, get me some girl back to church and say I've been to church and done my thing. Now listen, why is this involving us? Because the veil signifies something. If you've ever done any study, if you know anything much about this story, the veil was set in the Holy of Holies. It was set in the temple, and the veil separated the people from the full manifestation in the presence of God. Just hang with me. And, And this was what would take place. Once a year, a certain person from a certain family with a certain title who's went through a certain process once a year, could enter into God's presence. That's, that's pretty interesting. You know, that's just by itself. That's, if you study that out, and I think maybe on sometime on Wednesday night, I may get here and carry these guys to team up, and let's maybe do a, a teaching on the temple and some of the things because it's, it's, it's powerful. But this veil was a place of separation. Now, it was set up and, and by God's plan and by his, his uh, outline and, and, and direction because for so long, the sacrifices could just pacify God and never satisfy God. For, for so long, those offerings that were made up and they would take a lamb and they would bring it and these guys were up here ministering to, by now behold the lamb. There's a whole lot more of that story. There's a whole lot going on there. I hope you caught a lot of that. But that animal that was sacrificed could just just satisfy him for a moment. And it would allow someone to go into God's presence. And this is why it's so important. The moment he said it's finished, the veil tore from the top to the bottom. Now, listen to me, no longer, you don't have to have a certain title. Oh, pastor, if I could go to Bible school, then I'd be worthy. Now, listen to me. If I come to church enough and if I go through and if I live by a certain set of rules, no, he opened up the veil of the temple so that any person at any given time could begin to walk and go into the presence of the Lord. 
Now, I grew up in church, and, and the church I grew up in, we had a certain mindset, and I'm thankful that, that we're getting away from some of the mindset. We looked at revival in a certain way. The question was this, who are we bringing in for revival? <clears throat> we look at it even today, who's preaching or who's teaching on this day? Who's if somebody's teaching I like, I'm going to go show up. If somebody's preaching, I'm like, I may go in there, but you got to listen to what's going on here. This is not about who we're bringing in. It's about us going in. It's about us going into his presence. It's about us going into that holy place. And this is what's amazing. Anybody can go there. We could have stopped on the side of the road, picked somebody up underneath the bridge, and brought them in and set them on this chair. And because what Jesus did for them, they could go in. Oh, I don't think so. It's Easter. You got to walk like that when you say that. It's Easter. You got to dress up. You got to have pastels on. I like all that stuff. I'm not messing with that. That's cool. Y'all look good today. You have some good looking jokers in this church. I'm telling you. But listen to me. Bring them in. Set them down. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, they can go in. Oh, if we take them through the 12-step program, Pastor, and then we get them saved. No, because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago, the veil was opened up. And because of what he did right then, every person in this room, we can go in to his holy place. The holy place. It's amazing. I'm telling you, and it, it just it continues to just blow me away. What he did for us. And I don't know about you. I'm going in, man. Every chance I get, I'm just going to go in. I want to stay there. I want to stay in his presence. It was amazing. The veil opened up. And we, as we read on the story, it says this. It says, and the earthquake and the rocks were split. I watched, I got to quit doing this, but I kind of get humored by it. I was watching Discovery Channel the other day, and they were trying to explain all this stuff. <laughs> so, so, so they, they with me. It's, yeah, they can't do it justice. They, they try to explain. It was the atmosphere that was created by the winds. And because the winds happen, and then the certain seismic force, and, and 1.72 on the Richter scale, and, and all this kind of stuff, everything began. Now listen to me. Jesus died. This place can handle what all he did for us. He can't hang with it. It just cannot handle all he did. And the earth began to open up and it began to split because it was our Savior who was going to a place to get the keys of, of heaven and victory and, and, and eternity for each of us. Now listen. I love the stuff that throws in here. It says that as we read on, it says that the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. I read that stuff for a while. And I've, I've, I'm telling you, man, I've just read this and read this and read this. And saying, God, show me, man. What, what, are, what are you saying? Why is this so important? What, what about the person who's in the room today? Who's, well, they've already prayed the prayer. And they've already made the decision. They're a Christian. Listen to me. 
This was the saints that were in the grave. And the Bible says that when Jesus went down, that the graves began to pop up, and that which was dead began to live, and they began to walk forth on the streets. And I love this. I'm telling you, this is why we can't deny it. All these things happen in the story, and we can't say, well, that was just, no, listen. Just helping him out, proving the point. He said, I, I want to make sure they understand it, they, what all was going on here. How messed up would it be for Uncle Bob, who you just did his funeral, to tap you on the shoulder? I'm here. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I get saved right then. All right. right. Jesus. Think. All the stuff that he did for us. All the things that happened and everything that went forth and everything that went on. And there's certain things you can't deny. It's what I love about the story of Lazarus. There's a story in the Bible, a man who had been dead for four days. So much the Bible said he was beginning to stink. Read it sometime. It's pretty cool. Jesus did this. He stepped up in a graveyard and called forth that which was dead. And he lived. Why is the story about us? Why is the story about me? Because he said this. Jesus said it. He said that I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. Well, that story is just about the saints and it's about Christians. I, I, I tell you, I just, there's, I can't, I, this ain't for me. No, this is, again, he puts it all in there for us. Goes on to say that the centurion, the soldier, the one who just got through hanging him on the cross, the one who just got through beating him and putting a nail in his hands and feet and strung him up on the cross, recognized that God was who he said he is. He recognized that the word was true. And as in, as in verse 54, he said, When the centurion and those with him were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. I believe right then his life changed. I believe he accepted him. Yeah, right. He just killed him. You think what Jesus just did on the cross wasn't enough? I didn't. Ain't no way. He was the one who probably had the way. He might have had the hammer. You know, the one hanging beside Jesus who had a right to be there? The thief who deserved to be hanging on a cross because of what he did? Said, Jesus, remember me? And Jesus did. Master, I mean, a thief, a liar, murder. We don't know what all he did. We don't know his reason for being there, but here's what happened. He encountered Jesus. And the moment we encountered Jesus on the cross, he said he loved us so much that whosoever believes in him shall not perish. Whosoever. Man, that's me. That's you. That's each of us in the room today. 
And this is why the story is about you. Because he not only was resurrected, he is the resurrection. He's it. And this is what's so cool. And I, and I love it. Romans 8, 11, the Message Bible says this. It says, <laughs> it stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves into your life, he'll do the same in you as he did in Jesus. Bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you as he does, as surely as he did in Jesus, you are delivered from that dead life. With his spirit living in you, your body will be as alive as Christ. Do you hear me? Your body will be as alive as Christ is. He did come. He did die. And now he lives. And he did this for us. He paid the debt. And the separation that was there between us and him. Because of the cross, he made it possible for whosoever will to call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Just bow your heads and close your eyes if you would. This is what's cool about this story. A lot of cool stuff about it. Most stories are like this, and I learned this in school when I was in drama class and in English and how to write things and how to do this stuff. I learned some of these things. That a story or a movie or something that we see or read or watch, it has this climactic point. There's a moment in the, in, in the movie, there's a moment in the story when you're reading and you're like, man, this is it. This is what everything happens, and this is what everything revolves around, and this is what it all comes down to. Here's the cool thing about this story. The cross and what Jesus did is not the conclusion. It's the beginning. Uh-huh. This story is it's not about the ending. What he did on the cross and what he gave for us, it's about us. And here's what's cool. The one who wrote, created, directed, produced, starred in the story. Gave you a choice, and today wants to let you be a part of it. I've been to those movies, and I've been to those, watched those shows when you watch it and you leave, and you say, Man, that was good, but I didn't really like the ending. You know what I'm talking about. That was, that was a good, good movie. That was good. I didn't really like the ending because we want a happy ending to our movies. We hate it when somebody dies. We hate it when the couple doesn't get back together or the dog don't make it. You know what I'm talking about. But the ending of this story can be the beginning of a story for you because of what he did on the cross. And he let you. He let you. 
He let you make the decision to be a part of it today. I want to ask this question. If you're here today, if you're here today, here's about eyes are closed. If you're here today, you've never experienced His resurrection power and you don't today have a relationship and you don't have a walk with Him. Not have you been to church. Not have you, well, I came to an altar, not said a prayer, but have you been rescued in your heart? Do you know Him? Are you a part of this story? Because if you are a believer, if you are a Christian, He lives in your heart, you are a part of this. And if you're here today and you don't know Him, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you right where you're at. As they sing the first verse and chorus of this song, I want you to just think for a moment. In just a moment, I want to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus, sing again. Jesus paid it all.